It sounds as if you're telling people it's okay to break the law. I'm only pointing out that there aren't any laws to begin with. Where in the hell did you hear that? Let's ask my lawyer. Oh, is he taking your calls now? Uh, you call. And you know what? Use your maiden name. From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas, your historical purveyor of little-known stories about well-known stuff. And in episode 52... You know, being in the room where it happened worked out well for Alexander Hamilton. It, it brought him power, fame, a Broadway musical, and his picture on the $10 bill. Not a bad outcome, and once you get past that bullet-in-the-chest business. But for the rest of us, being in the room where it happened is, is not where we'd want to be. Aside from being 250 years old and on life support, we'd most likely be in jail for fraud, misrepresentation, and misappropriation of government documents. It seems when Hamilton and his colleagues drafted our new constitution in 1787, our cast of characters created a legal quagmire even Judge Judy couldn't figure out, as long as we're speaking of characters. No, 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 since the earliest days of the Republic, our system of laws has rested on a foundation that's about as solid as Santa Claus's belly. In layman's terms, the constitution is illegal. In the language of Broadway, delegates to the Constitutional Convention were there to punch up the Articles of Confederation. Nobody was talking about a page one rewrite. And the curtain wasn't even going up on making improvements. Seems only 12 states bothered to show up at the convention, and the Articles of Confederation clearly stated that any amendments had to be ratified by all 13 states. So, no matter what the delegates did, nothing definitive was going to happen. Strangely, the founders of our country were behaving like Washington, D.C. politicians before they even carved out Washington, D.C. Nevertheless, those in attendance persevered. And with apologies to Lin-Manuel Miranda, here's the real room where it happened. Hear that? That's the sound of political flim-flammery. These men, and, and let's face it, if you were a woman, you wouldn't want to be connected with any of this because you have principles. But these men... They're writing Article 7 of the Constitution. That's the article that says the Constitution will go into effect when nine states ratify it. Okay, okay, wait for it. Wait for it. Get the joke? You see, at this point, the Constitution isn't a Constitution. It's an amended version of the Articles of Confederation. And remember, all the way back at the beginning of the podcast, how many states does it take to ratify an amendment to the Articles? Maybe there's a new way, sure way, a true way, maybe not a better way than we had before. But we weren't chosen to add a new notion, so until we change it, 13's the law! Right. The changes the states were asked to approve included a contradiction of the rules the states were supposed to follow to approve any changes to the rules. I forget it. It's, it's easier to understand Einstein's theory of relativity. Or, come to think of it, the Electoral College. Anyway, what you need to know is that since March 21st, 1788, the day the Constitution was ratified, it's never actually been ratified. Our whole system of laws rests on a document that was illegal from day one. So, if you get ticketed for breaking the law, you have to ask, what law? Bravo! It, 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 not so fast. I, uh, I checked with Dr. John Vile. He's a constitutional authority and also the dean of the University Honors College at Middle Tennessee State University. It uh, turns out that after all this time, any defect in the ratification process, yeah, it's most likely moot. And also, according to Dr. Vile, all 13 states eventually did approve the Constitution. 
And every time a state joined the union, it did so with the understanding that it was buying into the whole constitutional thing as well. So my idea that Los Angeles had no authority to issue me a parking ticket last week, eh, Dr. Vile suggested I keep that under wraps. And that's the story I call Question Authority. My thanks to my wife for finding the telephone number for legal aid and to Dr. John Vile for providing background details for this story. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know how easy it is to subscribe for free and never miss an episode. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you again to visit iTunes or Google Music, search podcasts for Out of My Mind, and subscribe. I'm going to assume you, you know all that. Just like I assume you know, I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff. And we'll chat then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California. <laughs>